0: You're listening to the PBE Podcast Network. Be sure to subscribe to the feed on Spotify, Pocket Casts, Anchor, or wherever else you listen to your podcasts. You don't want to miss any great audio content from the pro baseball experience. Now let's get on with today's show. listening to the Hummus God Pod. To, and welcome to the 20 and a half, 20.5 episode of Hummus God Pod. Um, I think total, I think I've made like 27 of these. Uh, but who's keeping track at this point, right? That, that, that doesn't really matter. Uh, thank you for joining me tonight. I do have a co-host on every point five. It's more of a chill chat, one-on-one, talking about... Uh, PBE related stuff. And I have with me tonight, uh, all the way from Australia, joining me. Uh, This is my third time doing an international podcast, uh, Magisu and Latin Viking. And now, Simo, thank you for joining me tonight. If you could do an intro, I'll ask you questions more in depth about your experience. But if you want to do a brief intro on who your user is in Jsync, Discord, and who your player is in the sim and who you play for. Right yeah, no worries. Um yeah, on the on the forum, SIMO
1: underscore three nine three, um player is Herbie Farnworth, uh, can't even say my own name. Herbie Farnworth, not a futurama reference. It's um <laughs> just a very niche Australian sport athlete that probably three people have heard of. Um yeah, been playing for the Dallas Dynamo's last season was my first season, and then got drafted by the Kashima Foxes. But spending another season in the minors with LBG down there, so looking forward to see how the season goes for us.
0: Yeah, uh, that's right. So, you're, so actually, this whole thing got started with uh, I, I consider him a brother from another mother, legally blind gamer Chris King in the Sim messaged me uh, out of nowhere and said, Hey, there's somebody in my locker room who was asking about podcast PBE. And, you know, he thought of me and messaged me and said, Hey, if you can bring him on, like you did with um, Latin Viking. And I did that with Shorax, who is uh, Justin respect And uh, so I was like, yeah, that sounds easy enough. I really like point fives and makes, it makes it easy. especially knowing that, you know, there's, a lot of you know want for it like there's a big request coming from like multiple directions so uh, yeah uh, thank you for joining me tonight yeah no worries good to, well we've been trying for a while to get this one to line up but uh, we're finally going and yeah. uh, just in
1: time new, new podcast rules too so just in time for that <laughs>
0: yeah i was gonna say you can get your four million and i think i'm already capped out on the week but It's not about me and I'm going to, you know, make sure that you get your 4 million and I don't get anything. And it's cool that everyone can really literally the whole league can cash in on 4 million a week on podcasts. Uh, It's never been better to be a podcaster because you can literally get a group of four up to four and each get 4 million. So that's 16 million to throw around to each other and just, you know, laugh to the bank with, um, So definitely check out those podcast rules and league announcements. Uh, We are definitely being, you know, a little strict about, you know, keeping it on topic, but it seems like with like the eight, nine podcasts, nobody has an issue with that, which uh, is amazing to see. And, and I'm so glad that that's the state we're in right now, where literally I, I listen to pretty much all of them. And I've, I've at least listened to every single one once, like, If a new one comes out, I try to hop on it. Um, It's all been great. You know, it's people talking about their experience, like what we're going to do tonight. So, Simo, what season did you create in again?
1: Um, I'm Season 21. So, season 20, I played in the minors. And then this could have been my first majors year. But, yeah, playing one more year at the Dynamo's.
0: Okay. And I think, I'm so sorry. Who did you get drafted by?
1: Oh uh, yeah, LBG like at, at oh, Dynamo's. I, are I'm, you on a?
0: You're not on a majors team uh, yet. Oh, or? sorry
1: for the. Yeah, Kashima Foxes for the the majors. Um,
0: awesome, yeah. Another international user, Emmy uh, Gurin's over here. I think in America though. Um, yeah, it should be fun uh, seeing you guys build out that team. Um, w- w- so, can you go through how'd you find PBE? I love hearing people talk about that. That's one of my favorite things to do. So, Um, how did you
1: find out about PBE? Well, kind of fairly indirectly was in playing in a different sim league, but a couple of players in my team over there play PBE. Um, And so, you just end up, you know, you got a lot of time. (laughs) You talk a lot with people. And um, Diesel J was a big one. He's in my team. So, we're chatting to him heaps. And not that he, like, directly told me to come over here and make a character, but just, you know, I was bored one day. And I was like, yeah, I'll go start a second sim league, like... I was kind of always a bit worried about doing too much. Like, it, mm-hmm. it might take away Luckily, from a different one, but I was like, yeah, i would
0: so do it. Uh-huh. No, it's, and it's great to have you. I was going to say, having the how, does, how is it for you to have the affiliation with the PTs, and how has that affected your experience? That was probably the thing that convinced me that, like, final, like, to
1: actually do it. Um, mm mm-hmm. Was the fact that I could just copy PTs like I'm not great writing. I like, I can do graphics. I can do sigs. Like not a I'm not amazing, but I can do okay ones. So as far really as freaking good stuff, man. I, was,
0: <laughs> I I was messaging the elite series card. I don't know if you got in contact with Garrett. We could talk about that later. But um, so my next question is then, as an earner, be honest because back when I first joined the. I never thought I'd be able to get Hall of Fame every season, and somehow I did. But be honest, how like how hard is it to earn in both leagues? And how are you as an earner in both leagues?
1: Um, in well, in the other league, I was max earning, but then oh, I'm a kicker, so I don't really need much TPA. I've maxed out my stats, and I calculated regression forward that basically, if I like almost half earn, I'll still get to the max number of years that I would if I full earned. So I'm just like, whatever, I can just chill on that. And don't. I'm just basically saving money for my next character, like two years Smart. away, but whatever. Um, and then on this one, well, in the other league I'd, I created late was a waiver pickup. So there was never any pressure at all and a kicker. So there's never any pressure for you to really do anything. But in this one, I got told like starting pitches are always needed. People love them. And then I got yes. drafted six overall in the first round by LBG and the Dynamites. And I was like, oh, now there's pressure on to actually earn. So I think yeah. I missed one point task. I missed um, primetime 20-1, which is still driving me mad as the only thing I've missed. Um, I bought everything I could first season. I bought Hall of Fame equipment already this season. Mm. Um, I think awesome. I still have about $15 million left over already after that. Like, wow. I run a Twitter for that. So, like... It's looking okay, but and then even within the Majors draft, I got taken 10th overall by the Foxes, and so it's like, well, got to keep Max Anning
0: out, don't I? Wow. Um, definitely great to see that. Uh, a recent create, you know, with that much money in their bank account, you know, it's that just shows that anything could be possible if you're out there and you're a user and you're struggling to get Hall of Fame, you know. Uh, let's see. So... One thing I found was sorry. Well, one
1: thing I found super easy in just the way the graphics is uh, in this one. I found it a bit harder to earn money because they do that. You got the four a week you can do six hundred k, and then like because it's player to player transactions, um, is like how you can kind of make money from sigs. But like in the other one, it's basically just all comes from the league. So you can pump out free ones for like the people don't even ask for and just send it to them and claim them. But in this one, you need like someone to actually come to your shop and request a SIG, you know, so I, I found that a bit harder
0: to make money, but I, I seem to be managing. Awesome. Yeah. You're definitely exceeding in the graphics department. Uh, I, I suggest everyone to literally check out his, uh, the CMO SIG shop and yeah, he'll make a card for you. And it's been, I think, did you, I'm hoping you claimed that as one of your four graphics for, for uh, one of the weeks.
1: I haven't posted, I don't think, any of the cards. I had one I did originally. Well, I originally did it for a championship week task because there was one of them was to make a card, and yeah. so I did it for that, and I claimed that. Um, but I've not really posted any of the others. I was thinking of actually making, like, I don't know if people would want this or not, but, like, a card shop, and basically instead of buying, like, packs, you just come to me and I'll make you one card, like, for your character. I don't know if people don't want that or not, but maybe I'll make a post about it. We'll see.
0: Yeah, no, it'd be interesting to bring up uh, as a suggestion. We do have the card series where people could pay and get random cards. Um, and Yurt actually, ta- I don't know if he talked to Yurt6, but he, he I love Yurt, and he's like me. It's like, I think he saw your card and was like, yeah, I'd rather him make the cards and give him like this, uh, like a salary job, like a big salary job um, for the card packs for the league. That's how good they are, man, like... um, People were marveling at them. So definitely would vouch for that if you would like to take that job, because he's the community events head, so he could take the the time spent that he was making the cards, him and his twin brother, Shadows, and pump that time back into community events. And, you know, hopefully we can have you doing the cards if that's something you'd be game for. It's a lot, though, so it's, um, you know, no pressure, obviously. Yeah, well, I'll have a chat
1: again. I. I had to talk to him originally, one of the first people, so I, and then I wasn't really sure what to go back and talk about the second time around, but yeah, we'll have a chat, we'll see what happens. Awesome,
0: yeah, no, it's cool to see the you um know, relationships growing like that in the league. Um, one of my well, favorite aspects about the league is like the you know the social structure and how everyone kind of wades through these waters in like a positive way yeah well, that's one of the things I love most about these leagues well
1: to find a place that's this friendly and happy on the internet is very rare in itself, but just also how like accessible people are. Like I, I I just sent you a message and was like, Hey, can we do a podcast? And like, I don't know. You'd never imagine you could just basically DM the commissioner and just have a chat on a podcast kind of thing. Like, I just like how accessible people are and you can just easily chat to people and make friends.
0: Yeah, no, that's been uh, a cool part for me as well. And, um, yeah, you know, I, I've really enjoyed being commissioner, and, you know, 95% is what you just said, is, like, the, the idea that, you know, people can be in a setting and, and like, have full accessibility top to bottom and, like, really have mm-hmm. someone or people in that role, not just me, like, all of HO and everyone in management, like, um, you know, they have all these people in these roles that are like super responsive and, um, and just willing to help anybody with anything. It's, it's really fun. And, you know, there's some onus on me, I think to make, I think it's coming soon, but to make a YouTube video of like a quick how to for people coming in because originally my YouTube idea was for recruitment. Well, we've been getting recruits from like Twitch watching us live the OTP discord and they just trickle in like we, cause we have people in these other communities and they befriend other people and it's be growing organically. So I feel like a YouTube video like marketing the league isn't as important as making a video on, on a how to of creating because that can also serve as a recruitment video too. What do you think about that?
1: Yeah, I think I definitely struggled when i started my first sim leg just like there's so much happening and it's all very manual too like the banking is done by people like you know going through threads and updating stuff and like everything's done manually and it's just very it was very overwhelming for me when i started so (laughs) if you had a tutorial explaining Mm -hmm. stuff i think it would help a lot and like well i found this too in gming um a miners team in in the isfl but when I started, I was a terrible learner for like two seasons in TPE, basically because I just didn't know really what, like how to do it all. Whereas when yeah. you get to know it, basically there's only like four or five things to do a week. They all take about 30 seconds. So none yeah. of it's really hard. Like writing 200 words for a point task is about the only half difficult thing. But So for me now, I try to, I get every thread, I put it in a channel, I ping people, I'll be like, this is the stuff. I've, I wrote a massive novel, like this is how to do everything to max earn. It's super easy. And then like we've seen great results from that people actually using that and actually max earning um, equipment aside, like obviously that takes a bit more work, but all the weekly stuff, like if if people are just getting that done, I'm super happy. And so, so much of it I think comes down to not that people are lazy or don't want to do it, but kind of don't know how to do it starting out. And if you can show them how to do stuff, people are happy to do it, you know.
0: Yeah, and we talked about them earlier. I think they know how big of fans I I am of them. Excuse me. Shadows and Yurt, uh, twin brothers. One is Tilapia Sammons. The other is Ulysses Rove. Um, Two pretty good, really good players, I should say, in in the sim. Um, Shadows had a YouTube video, and I used that. And he keeps saying it's really old. But I was like, that was enough for me to like carry me through just like the, the mechanical part of joining. Like once I get to get through the mechanics, like the details of it, I can read on the screen, but it's just like, you know, where do I actually start, you know? And I think that video was so good. And, um, you know, I, I, you know, something I just need to work on, you know, being commissioner for the first time season 20 was mostly most 90% of the time was me, um, you know, trying to, it's like, uh, have you ever played a game called, it's a virtual reality game called beat saber. Uh, I've seen it. I've not played it. No. Uh, it's called beat saber and you have the two controllers, like one in each hand to, and, um, you're trying to use lightsabers to swipe at stuff coming at you to the beat of a song. And, and, I felt like season 20 for me was like uh, the hardest difficulty of the like most highest speed techno song. Um, And I'm just like, you know, you know, I'm hitting a few, but I'm missing a a bunch as well. Um, And so that was season 20. Now season 21, having a season under my belt, I think it's going to be more, uh, more comfortability and less, you know, like pressure on myself and more, uh, just like giving back to the league and trying to like make it better as best as I can, um, while also you know managing new rules and everything, try to get things situated. So, um, yeah, so for you though, being a dynamo, how did the season go in season 20? I know, uh, Legally Blind Gamer was not pleased with the results, but I feel like you guys did. You, I feel like you were just outside.
1: Yeah, I think we missed playoffs by like half a game or one and a half game or something like that. Like yeah. It was really close, um, mm-hmm. and it came down to the last um, series we played. So, um, no, I think we beat the spread laid out at the
0: start of the season in the betting by half a game or something. Um, and okay, so that's something, you know, something to hang your hat on. You know, people love betting well, the over on their own team. That's pretty common in PBE. Yeah, well, i because we're, we're obviously all chatting about it in the locker
1: room at the start of the season and then we're like oh that like i mean i don't know all the teams so i was just going a bit off what people were saying but they're like oh it seems a little low so i was like oh, whatever I'm, I'm hitting overs bad yeah i over.
0: love that love the casino and then, shout out to beaver sorry didn't mean to cut you off.
1: no nah, no nah, hell good but um so obviously we we're tracking that then through the season but and it's i don't know the season seemed to start off a bit better and then kind of drop down a bit but then we finished okay but um yeah, I was tracking that through the whole season. It was pr- it was good to see that and, yeah, getting my, my free money at the end of that, so that's all right.
0: Yeah, uh, you know, to hit that on the last game, that must have been really fun for, like, I'm assuming it wasn't just you who hammered the over. It was probably some teammates as well.
1: Oh, I think we all pretty much put the overs on our free bet, so,
0: yeah. Nice. That's awesome. Um, so the season ended. And you guys did really well. Um, let me see. I'm gonna pull up FarmWard stats at some point, but yeah, you know, how was it as a starting pitcher for you that that se- first season uh, in the minors? Uh, well, what was your biggest takeaways? Like, what were you, were you happy with the stats? Did you do better than you thought? Did you do worse than you thought? Um,
1: I wasn't really sure what I was expecting the season to go like. I, I know one thing that was, and like. No one was annoyed or frustrated with me because I was doing, like, pretty much everything I could. So everyone was, like, super happy as far as that went. But, like... And not, like, obviously you shouldn't compare yourself to people that, like, two or three seasons in, but you see other pitches. Everyone's pitching better than you on the team, but it's, like, just because they've been around, like, it's their second season or whatever. So it was annoying in that, like, how your player's playing. But then on the other hand, you're like, I can't do anything more than I am doing for this. I'm earning everything I can. I'm applying everything I can you know, getting help in build chat for how to build your picture. So, like, as far as that goes, there's nothing extra you can do, but it's still annoying to see, like, uh, in the end you're a rookie pitcher in your first season. It's going to happen, isn't it?
0: Yeah, definitely. And uh, as a reliever, though, I feel like I was lucky enough to have the opposite experience in the minors, where my first year was actually way better than my second. Uh, Relief pitching is just like that, where I actually had a really good team my first year and not as good of a team my second. So I think relief pitchers are kind of at the liberty of their own teams and their defenses behind them and stuff like that. Um, Well, I
1: had um, I I started at number four, but then after earning a bit, moved to three, and then with a trade, I moved up into. Number two starter, um, so yeah, I, mean, I was moved up there pretty quick, and then uh, number one starter now this season, so that's exciting.
0: All right, righty, and we're back. Part uh, just reconvening in this episode. Got a little distracted. My son, uh, people may know that. I have a son now. He's about about to hit three months in a week from now, so. Uh, they, they were napping my fiance and him and then they woke up. So it was just, you know, fetching them water and whatever they needed. And, uh, yeah, we're back here with Simeon. So we both pulled up your stats, uh, Herbie Farnworth and, uh, yes, wanted to see, you know, if you had to pick one part of the stats, so you had a five, five, five ERA in America, we had a 555 five deal with Domino's at one point, so that's pretty funny. Domino's pizza uh, <laughs> <laughs> for medium pizzas. Uh, let's see. 88 strikeouts is pretty nice in 25 games. If there's one stat you want to see improve this season, yet only one was able to improve, and you had to pick one, and that was the only one that got to improve, which would it be across the board? Um, Yeah, well, I. I'm a bit unfamiliar, I guess, with
1: a lot of the more technical baseball stuff. Like, I know all the basic stuff. You know, um, I'd probably—I don't know—more strikeouts would be nice. More, what I was kind of looking forward to is, like, if I look at my ERA, five-five-five. I don't—I guess I don't really know what I should be of aiming for at that level. I don't like—I don't know if that'd be above or below. But so I'm kind of looking to see how I pitch this next season and hopefully see you know improvement in this stuff. Um, but I mean, more strikeouts would always be nice.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, to put it in perspective, five 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 was yours—the best season in minor league PB history for ERA. Was we're checking it now, and why is it not here? Oh, here it's the first one. I'm I'm so blind. So. Bobby Hill has the best season in minor league PBE history. He did it in looks like season four. No, the probably, it looks like the first season ever in minor league PBE history. He had a 2.388. So if you're chasing the best ever season, it's got to come down a little bit. Um, but the 100th best was 4.3, so you could easily cra- – I feel like you can crack the top 100 seasons this year.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I I think I – let's have a look at my TPE. I'm close to the cap. I'm not quite there yet, but, I've, yeah, I've been – with this latest update, it'll be 3.16. So, yeah, I'm fairly close to the cap at this point, so hopefully you know, set myself up for a decent season.
0: Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be really fun. Uh are you familiar with who will who was on your team last year and who will no longer be on the dynamos this season?
1: Um I should be more familiar with that than I probably Same. am. I should as well. I know uh Bob Beaumont, he we, well, he got traded away towards the end of the season, so and he was obviously one of our main pitchers, so he won't be there anymore. Um we we didn't have a Hollywood draft pick, so but we got a few pretty good looking people off of waivers. So I'm pretty keen to see a couple of pitchers. Keen to see how they go this season. Um, we got there's what guy we got into. There's a mates from of mine from a different league. So um, looking all pretty good there. You know we've got we seem to have a fair few active people. So it's you know keen for this
0: season. Yeah, um, you know always looking forward to minor league night. Looks like it, it might get stolen from me. Uh, For half of them, I think the goal is to get new streamer Danny B of the Swifties to get him to get acclimated to the streaming world. And the best way to do that is to be a co-host and to get just to get comfortable. It's, It's probably a big part of the experience is to just get comfortable calling baseball games and saying all these crazy names that people give me crap for sometimes. Uh, because yeah, I choose I, I choose not to say it the way they they really want me to, like the grotesque way and try to keep it PG. You know, you can't get me.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, some of the names I feel sorry for you guys because I don't even know how to pronounce them either, but there's some complicated ones. But, yeah, you, especially uh, live streaming on Twitch, you don't know who's going to be tuning in. <laughs> and if you're a commissioner, you probably also got to be extra careful. So, you know.
0: Yeah, uh, it's it's been uh that's probably been one of the more fun experiences is calling someone's name who's watching Um, that that is like what makes PBE really fun. Um, That's what got me to want to keep playing. I remember, you know, you join and all of a sudden you're playing. It's like what? And Miner's Night is I feel like it's perfect because it's less teams Um. Minor league night, I shouldn't say minors night, people get on me. Minor league night, um, th- it's a different experience because less teams and less players overall. So the likelihood you're going to see your player is, is really, is higher than on a major league stream night, at, at least as a pitcher. <laughs> right, yeah, I you- got,
1: um, I, I managed to get on the one of the, um, Mainstream's a couple times because I think I got on there when I was third in the lineup, and then I between the weeks I got moved up to second, and then I was in the stream again the next week. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think I started an all-in brawl and got ejected in the second inning. But you know, that's just fun.
0: You were part of that brawl. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I st- <laughs> I'm so I, I glad the ball. you just reminded me. That was so fun. So, how did you react to it? What, what, you know, what went through your mind when you saw on the box score or live? Like, how did you take that in? Um,
1: Well, it was a bit difficult. The time the streams run usually is in early work day for me, like kind of like my 8 to 10, 11-ish. Um, wow. Crazy. So I was at work. But, like, I, I usually I mean, people in our Discord are great. I'll be like, oh, can you ping me when this game starts, you know, like so I can try to watch it. But then just as the game's starting, this guy wants to come over and, like, do some stuff with me at work. So I'm, like, trying to watch this game. <laughs> and so, uh, I mean, I saw, I saw it, and it just cracked me up. Like, I was just laughing, but I couldn't really, like, you know, react and hang out much of the Discord then or anything. But, oh, man, it made me laugh. One of the, <laughs> the funny things I find, too, is, like, obviously people not – like, in baseball, there's – yeah, you got all these unwritten rules. Like, if you, if you bang a home run, you can't just stand there and watch it, and you can't walk around the bases, and you can't bat flip. And, yeah, there's a million unwritten rules. And normally I'm the person that, like – Liked doing those things that are unwritten rules. Like I, I'm I've not played baseball, but like if I banged a home run over a fence, damn right, I'm going to bat flip that thing. Like, you know, <laughs> That's but then awesome. obviously like my guy took exception to like someone standing there and watching their home run fly over the fence and just being the next guy that stood up to bat. So I found it hilarious that kind of that was the opposite of what I would appreciate. Like, even if I was the pitcher in real life, I would appreciate a bat flip and a walk around the base
0: that's true i mean it could have been also the jarring you know that's one thing with otp we you don't know the complete details like maybe someone said something yeah um you know that i feel like that's but yeah like someone bat flipping um i guess you you would have laughed at it or enjoyed it um yeah yeah i
1: I thought it was all yeah i'm 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 not gonna be one to get annoyed about that we have um not to get super off topic, but we're, like we play indoor cricket here in um, a comp I played a couple of seasons. And so there's a, a mode of dismissal you can get somebody out where basically you walk into bowl and then if the batsman at that end leaves the crease already, basically, you know, leaving the base, you can just hit the wickets at that end and get them out. Mm-hmm. Um, and generally it's considered like an unwritten rule that you don't do that or like you at least warn them a few times to not leave the crease, but i hate it because i feel like that person like in baseball you know like if people try to leave the base early you throw to that base you try to get them out like you're not trying you don't want them to get an advantage in stealing the next base right um and so yeah i had one season i got about 13 people out this way um wow and then i came back to play the season after and they actually wrote it in the rules to not man cad people (laughs) <laughs> uh, that, that's kind of my thoughts on unwritten awesome. rules. like if you want it to be a real put it in the book
0: <laughs> exactly and and I, th- you know not to also get off topic but that's something about professional baseball and um, that I really enjoy too and it, it, it just stinks because it's a certain generation of spectators that think it should be one way and then there's a whole another generation of spectators that think it should be another way um, that, and so you're. It's going to be a discussion, and and it's never. It's not going to be a lot of progress because it's also there's young people too that believe in these unwritten rules. So I don't think this is something that won't have any. We'll be able to have progress on for a while. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm probably not going to be in the position to,
1: but I would be swinging on a three O count, you know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, and, you know, that's something pitchers hitting. So I'm going through the season 21 draft class. That's where you were selected uh, by uh, the Foxes, who, as I was noticing as commissioner, I mean, I get to see everything front row, but a lot of wheeling and dealing by the Foxes, uh, more so than probably any other team in PBE. And, you know, the moves they're making, it's looking I kind of calculated and it's fun to see that uh, from a, from the management side to see a team, you know, really putting in the energy towards building their way. And that is been fun for me. So I'm looking through the S 21 draft class. Justin Sims is uh, obviously a scorpion. That is Troutner. Casey Tam is a Vandal. Vincent Avon is a Vandal. I don't know where Danny B went, but um, what did you think about your class in the minors uh, compared to you? These players, did did any of them ring a bell? Maybe we could find one of your teammates. Let's Um, see. Johnny Tsunami. So what did you think of Johnny Tsunami? And what do you think about this class? It looks pretty thick to me. I don't know if you've ever been on the TPE tracker. Uh, no, nah, I haven't been on the TPE tracker, um, sending it your way right now, but we'll, like if you know anything, Johnny
1: Tsunami, like I've not watched a whole heap of the streams as I said, just the timing's bad, but like as far as Discord goes, like Johnny is just great bloke, he's always around, always chatting, um, he's super invested, like, and he's, oh, he's always a great person to have around talking to, um, mm-hmm. but another one that, oh, I mean, Obviously, everyone's noticed that he's standing out because he won Rookie of the Year, but Vincent Avan, and he's stealing, like, 1,300 bases this year. The cops are going to be sniffing around our locker room with so many stolen bases, so. <laughs> yeah. Um. I, like, I, I think it's, like, it doesn't seem too many people, like, put in stats for protecting against that, so it kind of seems like a good thing to, I guess, you know, pump some stats into stealing bases, but... It must be so frustrating because I've watched streams where he literally will hit to first, steal second, steal third, and then steal home. And you're like,
0: it's just crazy. Yeah. Um, speedy players. Um, so, yeah, I sent you the TPE tracker. Yeah, and they're both, uh, they're both dynamos and they both are doing great in, in the TPE department. Um. And so I don't know if you heard Johnny Tsunami has a podcast uh, with, who was it? Oh, with Dom Drozdov. Yeah. They have, hey, a, um, they have a podcast now. That's really cool. And just the whole podcast setup is cool. Are you subscribed to the network at all?
1: Uh, not yet. I was going to have a listen to those. They've been talking about it a lot in, in our locker room and obviously – A bit worried about the rules a day ago, but um, yeah, (laughs) no. Yeah, yesterday was crazy. (laughs) Yeah,
0: (laughs) it was definitely a whirlwind for me um, because you know the job head has the power over the pay, and in HO, we we are the rule people, and so the whole thing was kind of crazy because I used to get paid on two per week. Uh, i'd ha I'd have people on i've been doing this since season thirteen um, and I think there's been a lot of podcasts so the media team had decided let's put a cat of one per week and he said it should have been in there, but it was never in the rules for podcasts that he had posted so um and so he made this i think it's because of the of how many there were not not how many people were doing individually because we never had an issue with people doing too many at a time. It was just, there was a lot. I think, I think uh, like how everything was approached, it finally, we finally came to a great conclusion um, where we were able to all just get together and talk, you know, how can we solve this? And I'm cool with the one per week at 4 million because you could still do multiple and still make more than you would before. So if you do two per week, like I think that was the most anyone would do me and a few others, if you do two per week, like one on Monday, one on Sunday, um, you can get, if you have a team of four of you, before it was 1.7 per. Now you're able to get two per, two million per, if you do two podcasts in the same week. So um, I think we we came to, we're actually better than we were before. It just getting there was was very, very... Uh, difficult to do um, because you have people that you don't really actually talk to. You talk to them over text. And I think that's what makes it difficult. If we were all, you know, in the same offices, like, like the the MLB gets to do um, and and have constantly get paid to do this. I think getting to that point would have been much nicer, but, you know, these are things, this is part of the growth for me that I talked about earlier. So, um, Let's continue. So, Foxes. So, you played one season. You're staying down. How is? Are are you in the Foxes server? Yeah, I'm in
1: their locker room. Um, awesome, and not How- really being as active as I should be, but everyone else is. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm around. You know, I've chatted chat to people in that, but um, more hanging out in the Dynamo's locker room and talking to those people uh, in the War Room there too. So, you know, trying
0: to help people where I can in that. Yeah, that's a fun thing to be a part of. Um is just being a war room member and you know, contributing to you know, moves to be made, settings to be changed, um things to things to look out for, ideas. Um that that's what makes this game really fun is the competitive side. Um
1: you know, I've really appreciated like obviously everyone everyone knows LBG but it's been amazing to like watch him and how he GM's his side. Like yeah. I, I've been a GM then now for one season but like my approach was very much like talk to every single person that's created, big chat. Like I wasn't even like dropping like, hey, answer these questions, get back to me. Like I was just full on conversation with as many people as possible. But when I got drafted, I think by by them, six overall and then I didn't even talk to them before the draft i didn't even like know who they were who was going to take me i had i think one scouting conversation with somebody and then when i I asked him like what made you think i was going to be first round and he's like you signed you had done all your tasks you acted like he could just see like as soon as i created all the rookie tasks were done i'd bought what i could you know and he was like like it was more action speak louder than words approach is how he seems to do it and like seeing his spreadsheet too it, it shows that too like it's all about what actions people have done i don't think i'm giving away too much here but you know it's just very much (laughs) people can tell you what they want what they think you want to hear i guess but
0: what have you done if
1: you've done all of your rookie tasks within a day of creating like that shows you're invested and you you want to play this game and like it's it's worked out for him because i've kept max earning so it obviously worked on me
0: yeah, you definitely have Max Earn. You're in, uh, Let's see, you're in the top 10 on your TPE tracker. That's where you want to live, honestly, in this league is top 10. For me, my season 13 class was so loaded. Now I'm top 10. But, um, yeah, I was going to ask you about that. So how, the major league draft, how did that go? I know that was very recent for you. Um, how were the discussions with teams? Uh, what were... You know what were the pros? You know where did you think you were gonna go, gonna go? and did you think where you ended up um, was where you go, where were you, you were going to end up, or or was it a surprise? Did you think you were gonna go later? Did you think you were gonna go
1: earlier? Um, I thought probably second round. I mean, obviously you'd you'd prefer to go higher, but you know, trying to not get my hopes up a bit too much. But mm. um, I always thought foxes would probably be the team and have, like, I've, obviously, Emmy has been at Dynamo's, talked to them heaps there. Um, They created in another league, and they were on our team for a little bit there. So, like, just over multiple servers, a lot of talk. I, like, as she was um, putting in a bid for an expansion team, like, I was helping her. I did up a few logos for some teams, which um, we didn't end up using. Like, obviously, she stayed with the Foxes. But, like, always talk, really got to know her well. And, you know get along great so i thought foxes would probably be the one just they'd they'd know me the most but pretty much i would say like i think i got scouted by pretty much every team maybe one or two didn't um i didn't like keep a, a checklist of who scouted me and then hate right. the teams that didn't but um pretty much like basically i came out of every conversation thinking i want to play for that team and wow. like there's there's a couple i like, I left the conversation, as like, no, nah, I don't want to play for them, like, please don't pick me, <laughs> like, but, um, not dropping any names, but, right. yeah, no, I, I had a lot of great conversations with a lot of great people, and, um, it was, yeah you know, a great experience, and, like, well, for me, too, obviously, it was fun to be playing a character that had kind of that draft capital, whereas, like I said before, I played a kicker, I was a waiver create in the DSFL, and then... Like late round, like no one needed a kicker. Only one team needed a kicker, so late round pick in the ISFL and for that for the majors league over there. So to actually play a, a, like a character, basically, all my scouting with the kicker was like, "Hey, do you want to change position? We don't need a kicker." So to play a position people want, and to be a great earner, the people also know how I play in other leagues. So like, there's a, a lot of draft capital there, and to actually get taken in the first round was was fun for a change.
0: Yeah, uh, I think. I think PBE's got that down decently well because with hitters, it's, it's kind of plug and play. Um, so it's so different. Like, let's say in American football, I'm a huge fan. You know, if you're playing, uh, if you want to play defensive back, cause you like the speed aspect and, you know, the, the jumping, the athleticism of a defensive back, but a team asks you, Hey, would would you be a defensive lineman? Um, you know, defensive linemen have to put on like probably an extra 150 pounds to even be viable. Um, so you're kind of changing up not just your position, but like your player's physique and like their, like their, how they approach attribute gaining. But with baseball, um, you know, a first baseman is so similar to a right fielder who is pretty similar to a left fielder who is usually really similar to a third baseman. Um, it's a lot of flip-flopping in baseball and then pitchers, obviously um, they're very highly touted in PBE. They're very, obviously pitching is very important and you know, you could, so it's a lot of free freedom, a lot more freedom. I feel like in PBE to be able to do what you want and still get highly touted strictly based on like how active you plan on being and things like that.
1: Yeah. And like it, like as you said, kind of you can be in any of the fielders can kind of like play in different positions. So like and like our PBE fantasies like this, you've got utilities and you've got pitchers. Yep. So basically, if you're a really good pitcher, there's going to be a bunch of teams that need pitchers. You've definitely got a chance to go high, you
0: know, for that team need. Yeah, um, exactly, and that's just the beauty of baseball in itself, and. Now I'm going to ask you, this is PPE related since we play out-of-the-park baseball. Have you played out-of-the-park baseball? And you said you've checked into some streams so you know what it looks like. What is your thoughts around the sim engine that we use, index, everything that it comes with being in out-of-the-park baseball?
1: Applied? Um, about 10 minutes of out of the park back in 2014 or so wow a long time ago um i I played just stacks of football manager again back in like 14 to 16 not so much recently but back then i had a lot more free time and was single um (laughs) yeah i like (laughs) i appreciate the game and how complex it is but just as somebody that doesn't know all of the intricacies of baseball it was just a, a bridge too far for me like i managed to get by with with soccer like I, I know a fair bit more about that sport so I could manage football manager but just out of the park was a, a little too complex for me so um, but mm-hmm. like, as far as the, the stream goes like I think it looks absolutely amazing I love that it got updated and like you can do custom stadiums and that stuff now and having all the index and everything so you can easily see stats and like you got bots in discord room so you can just like check your stats real quick like all of that I, just, I love it
0: yeah, at, we're pretty unique in that aspect that the index is everything's automated. And as commissioner getting on HO and just being a member of the league who knows people who can automate things, Shorax is a great example. It's something that I've been pretty gung ho about because, you know, we want to be able to spend our time enjoying the game. And so my dream is for as many people to just be able to enjoy the game and automate as uh, ev- all the tasks that people have to do, and just have eyes on things mostly, um, and not actual manual labor. Just a lot. Out- the goal was verify, just verification, as opposed to data entry. And unfortunately, with how we were able to talk to out of the parks um, creators and their developers, basically, we were trying to get it to where if the updater on Jsync, the Jsync updater approves the update, it can literally just boom, drop into the sim. And we were so close. For bad errors, it works. So we're, hopefully we could try to implement that soon. But we figured like, what's the point if we still have to do half the work, might as well do all of it for data entry, for attribute changes and things like that. Pitching, pitching there's just like a static rating of stuff and that affects other if you change a pitch rating, for example, I see you have a fastball and go back to your page. And you also have the curveball and the change up. If you change your change up from 61 to 63, because the stuff rating changes, the, the autom, automated like import from the text file will change it to where the other pitches will change too. So your curveball rating and your fastball rating would change, okay. even though you didn't want it to change. And so it we beat down as many doors as possible politely. Um but just trying to see, please, is it possible? And out of the park baseball says it's something that we um they that just happens and that they can't really do anything. So you know, hopefully, since we asked them about it, maybe that's something they know people are doing and, and can um, try to see if they can find a way to work around it for, for uh, our sake because we're affiliates with them and we have a lot of people who purchased a game with them. So It's just that the way we use OOTP is extremely different than, than anybody else, else in the whole planet nobody else is ta- taking players offline and doing things to be able to change it on the live sim file like on the sim file everybody else is sim file when they're doing online leagues it's you know the de- development is automatic through the sim so it's definitely a whole different thing they probably never even heard of before that people would want to do is import rosters every week as opposed to what they envisioned, what it would be is you know import one roster once, and then just play with play that one out. So, yeah, something that we're working towards. Uh, looks like it says you're born in Rockhampton. Yeah, well, that's where I was born too. So I just <laughs> I'm very unimaginative,
1: but yeah. QLD um, is that
0: a province in?
1: Yeah, so Queensland's one of the states in. Australia um, if you're looking at the map of Australia like top right is where we are and then so um, Brisbane's the capital there and so we're about seven hours drive north of Brisbane um, is where Rockhampton is
0: awesome um, thank you for joining PBE it's pretty cool you know, hopefully we can keep expanding our international reach I know Nicholas the Great is a good example of another Australian, Bruce Buckley, and then obviously with all our other and a lot of British folks love the love our how strong of a footing we have in, in England. Um, I'm I actually pulled up your Jason profile, so you did a power rankings. Oh, yeah. September <laughs> September sixth.
1: This and was um, yeah. Also, basically, it was like where I'd want to go get drafted by based on not really much at all except the logos because um, I hadn't really talked to many people yet, but I thought it was something interesting and, you know, a media piece. But, um, and then, well, well, I had Florida Space Rangers at five and then they went and changed. So I would have dropped the Sarasota supernovas that they, they wouldn't be at five.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, oh, you, oh yeah, they changed their, Look, I'm just reading. This is fun. Yeah, you're right. They did make that change to the supernovas. I love the alliteration being a vandal. It's Vancouver vandals. It's something I've always been a fan of as alliteration. So I was pretty happy when I saw it. And uh, picking a city in Florida, Sarasota, one that's pretty close to Tampa. So you know that kind of fan base. It's like it's going to be all your Tampa folks and all your Florida fans that were already fans of the Florida team. But I do like that this. Um, also as a Floridian, I'm pretty biased and I would be very happy if in the future, if we do expand to two more teams to get another Florida team, but you wouldn't, it wouldn't be awkward anymore because you wouldn't have that Florida and then a city in Florida. Like there used to be in baseball, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Marlins and the, Ra- and the Tampa Bay Rays. So now it's the Miami Marlins. They did it. finally, my team got it right. And now that Florida moved to Sarasota, we can look forward to maybe a team in Miami, maybe a team in Orlando, definitely not Tampa because that market is taken by Sarasota, but Jacksonville, um, you got um, key, you know, what if you did Key West and you just have all the Miami fans come down in their boats? Um, so yeah, something to look forward to, hopefully with the expansion in the future. So it looks like you. you, I asked you, if you wanted to go there and yeah, you kinda verified that in this post, so you put Kashima first and they picked you. Um, so. um I I think
1: well at the time I wrote this, it excited me a lot more than it does now. But like expansion teams excite me. Um I I like this expansion team here. In the ISFL I was not protected and then taken in the expansion draft and like I love the team and now that it's all sorted, it's done. But just the weight leading up to that and everything to do with that, I was like, well, I, I like being like in the war room and I like helping out and helping the scout and all this sort of stuff. But obviously the team I was with wasn't sure if I was going to get taken in the expansion draft, so I couldn't help them out. I couldn't help my new team out because obviously I hadn't been taken. Like It was just a, a boring off-season where nothing was happening for me. So I don't know if I'd be super keen on going in an expansion draft again but obviously like whatever happens happens there but the idea of playing for a new side helping to set you know franchise records and stuff like that or not really setting records or breaking records but like setting a benchmark for future people to try to break i i love all of that sort of stuff um just the like kind of the boring off season where you can't really help out anywhere wasn't really a fan of that one
0: so luckily we had a short off season. Last off season was really long. Um, I think it was t- like th- an extra week um, to get the arc changes set up. So now the batting is all assimilated into the same thing. And before you had a, you had to have two separate archetypes, one for uh, offense, one for defense. And now it's all assimilated into integrated into one archetype where, it just makes sense if you're a big guy knocking balls super deep, you know. David Ortiz couldn't play center field, um, player for the Red Sox. So just trying to kind of model our the players you could build um, and try to model them after of uh, real life MLB players. Um, it was interesting to see utility be not used a lot, but have utility be the MVP. Uh, when the arc that gets chosen wasn't even the highest-picked arc, uh, it's a great feeling from a management side. Um, And so I'm going to ask you now, when you're getting build advice, what's your take on pitching archetypes? I know it looks like you went with flamethrower just based off your just looking at your stat page. So what was your take Um, on the archetypes, and how was that when you were building your player? What were you thinking about?
1: Yeah, I kind of went flamethrower by myself just it sounds cool like who doesn't want (laughs) to throw flame you know and like the idea of like you know very quick fastballs and up near 100 miles like that's that's exciting but then as far as the rest of the build goes i i mean obviously there's always going to be a meta for this sort of stuff which i like to i guess follow as close as possible but i also didn't know anything about what it would be coming in here so i'll just uh, find my update again i've lost it now Um, but so yeah, basically I had Enoch, um, he, I chatted to him when I first created as like a rookie mentor and Mm -hmm. he helped set up this first build originally. And then once I got in the team, LBG gave me a, a build and I've been building towards that, almost finished that now. But so I've got like, well, I I don't even know how, but it was suggested to me to go fastball as your third pitch, because obviously apparently that takes a, a lot of stats from your velocity, which I've got up fairly high. And then you can put more in the change-up and curveball. So hopefully that works out for me.
0: Yeah. Um, You know, it sounds like you just want to throw pepper. Um, From what I've noticed, the fastball rating is pretty important. Um, Just seeing how that works out. Uh, For example, Barack Obama was a flamethrower. He was a um, finesse pitcher, which is now the junk baller. Um, But now he he switched over to flamethrower and had a really, really good season uh, to follow up his campaign where he won Pitcher of the Year. And so it proved that that arc is, is pretty viable. He had some insane game scores. And I'm actually looking live on the stream. I wish, oh man, I should share my screen, but it's too late. I should have thought of it. Share my screen and share the sound. But my pitcher just went four innings. Zero earned runs and six strikeouts, so uh, not bad. And uh, yeah, and I'm gonna, and so that kind of leads me to my next question, which we talked off the record about. Uh, one of my favorite parts about PBE. God bless the soul of Poe. Um, he knows how I feel about him. Um, you know, most edi- most dedicated member of season nineteen. Just someone who I look up to a lot and it's hilarious because I'm technically his boss. Um, but someone who has helped reshape the rule book, always trying to say, Hey, let's let's try to put things in there that makes sense to put in there. Not the rules we we're talking about earlier. We're bat flipping. We obviously would never do that. Uh, that would suck. Um, but like rules, like there's no rule in the rule book about when you have to get your update in. It's just something that's been on JSync that it just lives there in the point task sections. Um, Just little things like that, that when you're a three-year-old, you know, game, a three-year-old game that was built from scratch, um, you know, that's just going to be part of the growing pains, in my opinion. Uh, Knowing that's not in there, you know, it doesn't make you feel great. So there's a process behind that we're going to be working through. Um, But you play fantasy baseball in PBE, right? Yeah, I, I didn't sign up last
1: season. But I signed up this season and have almost no idea what I'm doing. But <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll go, I've will go. i got here my team so far. Um, I've just pretty much gone, I don't know if this is going to work out for me or not, but by total TPE and then working from the top down. And then, like, obviously, whoever's available. Uh, pitches is Brent, Lomu, and Austin Bentley. Um, and then three utilities so far. Elliot Lefebvre. I've butchered that one, but Joshua Brunson and Johnny Times too. So, so that's the that, five I've got say so your, far.
0: Oh, so say your five players one more time.
1: Uh, Elliot Lefebvre, Joshua, oh, and what Brunson. pick did you have?
0: Do you remember what pick you had in the first round? Uh, pick five. So you were the last pick in the first round. Yeah, and you got the World Series MVP. Um, I, Elliot Lefebvre. I, I, yeah, you got him. I'm assuming that was your first pick
1: uh let me find no sorry i had the first pick, oh,
0: yeah, the <laughs> I, first was, pick. I was,
1: I was yeah. on the ten, and i got confused yeah so i had the first pick so i got him um, okay and,
0: and 10, then, yeah. who, who else did you get again
1: uh joshua brunson and johnny nice. times two is my two other utilities and then brent lomu and austin bentley my pitchers.
0: wow half the starting rotation of the vancouver vandals you did tell me off the record you drafted me my spring training ERA looked like it was 1.5. So not bad. Um, not a bad spring for Bentley. Um, wish we, I, I can't wait for this to post. Hopefully, oh, and the only way you could see it in the index, just to, for people listening, for spring training stats, you go to the team and you kind of have to go through recent games and see the box score of the, the, of the most recent games. So you go to the schedule And you click on the most, the last, if you're a batter, you go to the last game that you pitched or that you played as a team, excuse me. And you could see the whole, they'll show all the stats for all of uh, spring training. And then same thing for pitchers, but their most recent game pitched. you could see their whole spring training stats as well. So it's a little wonky how to get the spring training stats. I'm just pretty happy. They saved the stats. I'm in another league, SCFSL. And they just don't even keep track of historical spring training stats because everything's done manually there. So um the fact that it's some somewhere to find it is really cool. And oh yeah, you just I'll, pitched. Oh, here we go. You gave up only one run. Uh you your one oh your ERA for spring training is not great. But that game, you only gave up one run in four innings. That's really good. Um Well, that's that's a start of the season then. Right, Johnny. What have you done for me lately? I think this is we're reaching the end of this stream. So, to me, sports is all about what you do most recently. And yeah, it looks like you had a really nice outing. So, nice work. Yeah. No, that's that's a plus. <laughs> Alrighty. So going through here. Uh, so you're in fantasy baseball, and you do graphics. Um, you know what I guess what what's next or are you going to just try to stick to what you know
1: um I'm also I'm helping on the recruitment team as well right um yeah so I've got that I think between probably I mean I'm never going to say no if there's like a great job pops up you know I like it I'll I'll try to apply it but I also don't mind for like you know recruitment do some graphics that sort of stuff like I think I should be able to earn fairly well doing that um And kind of just try to, I I always feel good too, like because I pretty much first day I could, I bought the Hall of Fame equipment because I had the money for that. But so as soon as you get that, then you know you've got all of this season, like you're saving up for the next one already. Like I I like to be ahead of the game. Mm. So it just feels not so stressful. I get worried if like you're running out of season and you've not bought your equipment yet. But so between doing some graphic stuff and, and recruitment, I should be able to keep ahead of the money I need. Twitter, I find Twitter, too, is a great one. I, I love that um, Twitters get paid on these because it's another place I can interact with people, you know, and just to be able to get money. It pretty much kind of covers training, you know, your Twitter money, so I, I like that.
0: Yeah, I love Twitter, too. Um, I always tell people who aren't on there to say, you know, we have a, we have a pretty strong community on there, people, you know, throwing jokes around, Um people talking about, you know, role-playing. Like, literally, like, you get to see, you know, off-season people talk about what their player does in off-season. It's interesting to see where people are from and stuff like that uh, because we are pretty international. Um, Yeah, well, it's awesome having you in PBE for sure. Uh, You know, the fact that, you know, you were comfortable, you know, asking um, somebody to do a pod. I remember when I first made my own man it it took a lot of courage and that's what i tried to tell people about the difference between being a media written person that sticks to just doing right written media which is just as good as podcasting i love both of them equally um both of the helped with my experience but it takes to me it takes a different level of courage to lend your voice to something as opposed to sitting behind a keyboard and typing and uh you know blue and dino show i always give them credit the, a blue line is a pitcher who now plays for the Nashville Stars. As you may have seen, they compiled a, a really crazy rotation of Barack Obama Blue Line and uh uh Grover Wokenfuss uh, who is Rabbit sponge three extremely active users three very high earners and you know they're and but he was my teammate for a while And, you know, having me on his podcast was really fun. And hopefully, you know, with you coming on and with more people, hopefully we can really build this thing out and really, you know, keep dropping awesome content on the podcast network here in PBE. Yeah, like I get
1: why some people don't like doing podcasts, but I find them fairly easy. Like I'm not great writing. So for me to sit down and write, pump out, you know, 2000 words I struggle with that I struggle to hit 200 when I'm doing a point task like I'll have an idea and I'll write everything down and you get like 180 words every single time like you're just short of it always but I mean I said to you before I do a podcast like outside of this um I've done that since like 2015 now I think so like for me I've like I've got a decent setup it's pretty easy for me to sit down behind a mic and just have a chat to someone so Mm -hmm. um yeah, I definitely prefer doing it, you know, trying to make some money this way than, than writing out big statistical things or, you know, whatever
0: else. Um, podcasts and graphics I can handle pretty easily. Oh, yeah, that's that's awesome to know. Um, and it's awesome to know that we, we kind of have a way for people. Basically how it's set up, you could build a season in advance. So come in, if you do all your rookie tests, that's 9 mil plus your contract should put you around 14 your first season in the minors and you can, and nowadays you like, you were part of that first experience. And um, I definitely want to ask you about that right now. Uh, now that I'm thinking about it, how was it being different from the rest of the league where you can only purchase, were you part of that class where you, you were part of that class, right? Where you can only purchase the half, the half a million, 500,000. Yeah. Uh, yeah. train, a uh, gym sessions and the rookie equipment. Was that something that was difficult for you? It's, it's been something with the Season 22 class that's been uh, kind of difficult to kind of manage. And that's why I put it in my announcement recently. And just trying to uh, spread the word as best as I can about the Season 22 class. Um, how was that? Was that confusing at all for you? Please be um, honest, because we're trying to figure this out.
1: I found it pretty straightforward. Like, in the end, it's... I found it easy that, you know, if you're a rookie, this is your first year. Basically, you just buy the smallest you can. Like, I found that. And I, like, originally I was, I didn't really like it because, I, but I also knew how to play a sim league by this point. Like, I'd done two seasons elsewhere. I knew how to earn money and I knew I could, I could get to those top levels if I, if I pushed. So I wanted to do that. But I also, since talking to more people and knowing the reasoning why it, I really appreciate that you don't want, like, by having it that, like e- everyone should be able to reach what you can buy between your contract, your rookie tasks, and if you run a Twitter, there's no reason why you shouldn't be able to buy what rookies can buy, and so that just gives everyone a seat, like rookie pet players, a season to be able to learn the game and then be able to keep up with people that are uh, recreates, you know. So I really appreciate why that rules there, and I'm a fan of it.
0: Yeah, um, basically now you're the. F- you were the first class ever to truly say you could do ten seasons before regression, as opposed to all of us who had nine. So you get ten seasons worth of stats before you start taking regression. I think it's pretty cool. Also, from a management standpoint, every every uh, professional draft class was different. Had players from multiple regression seasons: the one from the draft and the one I think before or after. Not even going to think about it because it's so far in the past now. Um, But now, because we have this new method of you don't get drafted until after at the end. And then if you don't, if you miss that cutoff, you're in the next draft, um, the trade deadline. So if you're not in before the trade deadline, you're not in that offseason's professional draft for the professional league. Before you would like I joined literally seven calendar days. I was on a professional team. Now we get to keep organized the regression seasons. So that professional draft is that regression season. Now it's what it's called. So you're part of the season 21 regression season and everyone that was in your draft that was only allowed to earn a little bit that first season out of 10 before regression, they they are considered season 21. Um, and so for from a GM standpoint, It's amazing. Um, Before, it was an absolute scramble. Like, for someone like me, for them to have to notice, okay, I I had, like, multiple media posted all my rookie tasks in two days, kind of like what you did. Um, Because it's just like, I'm a type of person, if I start something, I want to finish it. And I knew the draft was coming up so quickly. I was like, I need to pump these out. But for the other GMs, I felt bad because I had just joined, so they didn't know me. So the Vandals were, like, at the time, they were, and we, they—I mean, I guess everyone is now—but they were tracking, you know, what people were doing, similar what you were talking about in your war room. And so they, like I said, they noticed the rookie test, the media post, how I was building up my bank account, and someone who we created in seven days got taken eleventh overall in a class. If you look at it, there's over like over twenty plus actives. It's extremely thick. Uh, I talked to historians in the league, and they all tell me season thirteen is is probably overall like just like overall massive like strength um that's number one and so i was pretty happy about that because i was like
1: you know it helped me
0: with my experience you know people i feel like these gms took a chance so i'm like i can't let them down now like because they took a first on me you know um it's a whole different mindset because if you get taken late that's not okay now i gotta prove people wrong um, yeah, no,
1: I definitely, I feel that.
0: So that's There's, what's like, beautiful about... Both
1: sides of that, yeah.
0: Yeah, so for you, is that how you're approaching Kashima going forward? Is like, or is there other motivations? Like eight, I think, was it seven, six, seven teams passed on you? You were taking eighth overall, or? Um, I or think... Because you... I know I, Ruiz was I the know... first pick.
1: Yeah, yeah. Kashima had three picks in the first round. I don't have the draft in front of me, but they had pick 14 as well. So they had one, 10, and 14. So I guess I was eight teams passed on me. I don't know if anyone else had a double pick in there. Right, um, because
0: there were only eight teams because one of those nine teams was your own team.
1: Yeah. um, I'm not sure. I, I don't think I'm really sitting here going with like these eight teams scribbled on my wall here and, you know, (laughs) with voodoo dolls of the mascots or anything like that. Um, like I wanted to play for, I I said, I was happy to play anywhere, but you know, I get along with a lot of people on Foxes. I like that. I'm, I'm happy I went there. And I guess one thing I like about being a really low pick is you can exceed what I guess the expectations were of you. Um, but you can't really do that as a first-round pick. You can only really match them, I guess, if you get me. Like, um, so. But all, all you can really do then is, you know, mm. keep earning, max earning, be the player they expect you to be, and then not, like no one's going to be unhappy about that.
0: Yeah, and it seems like Emmy's got a cool, chill approach, um, but also super serious with all the moves to be made. That's something you'd love to see from a management standpoint, like I said earlier. Um, so do you have, I, maybe we'll end with this. Do you have Hall of Fame aspirations or are you looking more from a personal individual success or, or would you be happy with not? Well, all right. I'll give you two scenarios. Now that I've thought it out, I should have thought it out before, but you have two scenarios, A, You have all the individual accolades that anyone can ever ask for and you're guaranteed Hall of Fame, but you never win a single championship. Or would you rather win multiple championships, let's say three in your career? Let's say you win three championships, but um, you're not making the Hall of Fame. Like It's pretty much guaranteed, but you contributed to those three championships in big ways. Which one would you choose?
1: Oh, man. I think it's definitely the second in that. Hall of Fame? Yeah, I've not been in Sim Leagues much, but I've not won anything yet between like all the minors teams and that. So I, winning is definitely a big thing here. I want... Um, mm-hmm. I Like, I get... Maybe when I get more, like spend more seasons in it, I'll want Hall of Fame more and more. Mm-hmm. I get it's why people want it, but it's, I guess it's not a super high thing in my mind yet to want. Um, I know like f- for my kicker, the main thing I want for that guy is franchise records because and like people were asking me when they're scared, like, do you want like, what do you want? Like money wise contracts? And I was like, oh, I don't really care about the fr- the fake money. I can earn that myself. I want to go to a team and like play the whole career there. I, I don't get the point of free agency really. So like, I'm happy to just whatever team is, like, I'll, I'll sit there forever and I want franchise records, which now I'm on an expansion team. That's. Like one game in, I can retire because I've got expansion record. I've got franchise (laughs) records there, but um, (laughs) um, you're not
0: playing there this season, so somebody will be able to. But
1: yeah, is your goal
0: is just to like elongate it and just play the long game essentially?
1: Yeah, so I guess for 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 Herbie, the goal will be. I'm not even sure exactly like. With a kicker it's easy to see. You've kicked the most field goals. Yeah, cool, you've got the record. I'm not even sure kind of what stats you'd look at for being the, the best ever pitcher at a franchise, but that's definitely something I would I would like. I mean I get I'm not sure what season Emmy is. She's obviously there, she's a pitcher there, but I'm probably younger than her by a few seasons, so I mean that probably gives me the inside line to, to try to beat her pitcher. Um Trends awesome. there are also. I think she's the same season as me. Or um, I think, yeah, I think she came in as like a waiver create. So, um, yeah, in the yeah, yeah. So definitely, it gives me if I keep earning like a great shot at being. Like I mean, I I can only do what I can do, but it gives me a great shot at at, at being the best pitcher ever for for the foxes um, to start with, anyway. And but so I think I, I'd prefer probably championships over. Personal stuff at this point in in the PBA.
0: Yeah, um, should be interesting. I know Emmy and Dren are actually together, so they're a couple. So that's going to be interesting to see. You know, this team build up from scratch as a yeah as HO. I I was thrilled about how smooth expansion went. um, How they felt everything was going. Well, too, just checking in with them whenever I could. Um, And so, you know, I feel like we're in a good spot overall. And it's cool to know that someone got taken by an expansion team is excited about it. Um, Because, you know, that is the cool part about expansion is building something from scratch and having that same vision of, you know, let's go from, you know, fresh kids on the block to... You know, overall league prominence. You know, end up in the banner on J-Sync, You know, like, like twenty, yeah. like like the twenty seasons of of teams have done in oh, twenty seasons so far. That's the plan. And there, there is an original team that is the only one who original six who hasn't won. It's the Outer Banks Aviators. Um, so everyone always talks about original six and hockey and stuff like that. So, should be interesting to see. You know, what happens with expansion teams if they can go get it before the expansion teams or of other expansion teams will continue to um take the throne, like Utah and uh and uh Cancun is done. So On the um
1: on the expansion teams too, like I I don't, I didn't see obviously all the bids and I don't know everybody that put a bid in, so I'm not taking a shot at anybody at all. But mm. just talking with Emmy like in the dynamos locker room and like seeing how Passionate she was I guess to get her own team and excited and also like organized like crazy organized Um, I'm yeah, I'm just beyond excited that she managed to get a side that she can GM and you know her her vision for that I'm looking forward to see how it goes
0: yeah, I was a big fan of the I was definitely a big fan of the branding. I love the international aspect of PBE You know, we have to embrace the fact that all games are played in Providence in the sim um, because of the out-of-town scoreboard situation. You want all the out-of-town games to be showing during the live stream. So you have to put everything in the same time zone. So we just figured let's put it all in the same city. Um, And so if we know we're playing all the games in one city, what's the point of denying somebody because of you know of where they are and you know national football league they they're talking about moving to london um and so i feel like that door is open for us you know this is something that we get to take you should be taking advantage of that's all on the internet and it's all you know kind of theater of the mind so i feel like when i saw that i was pretty excited and then seeing the branding colors i was all in i was like you know it's unique uh, it's international, it has a meaning behind it. Foxes are you know, very special in that area of Japan. And so, um, yeah, uh, you know, Emmy knows a lot about the location and that plays, that helps with the role play aspect. And that's something that we're gonna be trying to push more on Discord. I think the goal is to have a separate channel chat room for strictly uh, role play and like character talk. Um, And we're hoping that that's something that could take off. So, um, yeah, I guess my final question then, if you were, and this is, uh, I think it's a championship week task or it was a PT at some point, or it's a championship week task. If you were head office for a day slash commissioner, what is one thing, one thing only that you would do to the league to improve the overall experience? Oh, man, I wish I, I wish I knew this before. Um, oh, man. Yeah, it's a tough one. And it, for me, it was just when I got on, it was the stream's already good. But just engagement, I think, was my biggest goal. Like, And just to do something to help engagement. And... I think I helped with that with the hundred viewer challenge and there's going to be some more stuff coming out soon. Don't want to spoil anything, but as be ready to kind of have to, it's going to take two seconds to do. It's going to be something that you're going to have to fill. People are going to have to fill out, but you know, looking forward to something exciting to try to bring to the league. Um, and uh, yeah, so it's so now that I filibustered the question for you. Um, you know would it be from would it be the YouTube video we already spoke about? would that be the one thing you would just be like let's just do this right now and knock it out a tutorial video um I mean
1: well, funny thing about the YouTube video is I suggested something like that in the in our recruitment chat. I don't know if you're in there um, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you are it uh, was yes. a couple of weeks back, but of course. We're, and we remember talking, talking about, about it. it yeah, yeah so, like that was definitely something we'll c- i I've tried pitching like two friends these leagues like uh, you know i find people that are interested more in football and pitch the isfl or baseball and but it's it's not an easy thing to explain in two minutes to somebody right if i could if i had a a video that like you know a minute and a half video explained what it is um it's easy to send somebody that link and just like wait watch this video come join this league the other thing i i wouldn't mind doing is and I know people because this has been suggested too, and people are wary of giving out TPE for recruitment. But I think that would—that's like a prize people would want more for recruiting friends than like like money, or I—I I don't know if there's even a, a current reward for that at the moment. But like, I think you could definitely give out a small amount. It's not—it's not, it's not going to change the game. Like five, 10 t, five TPE per person, kind of thing. When they reach certain points, like that's not maximum of a couple of people, say three or five, like 15 or 25 TPE when people are earning 1800 is not going to change your game much, but it's also something tangible. I think that people are going to be a fan of. So I, I wouldn't mind bringing in that, but I know some people don't like that as well.
0: So we kind of did that uh, recently. Uh, we did, And that was something that I was so glad I, uh these are, these are the discussions I love the most um, more than anything is just like you know, how can we get more people in, you know, what, can, what, what kind of incentives should, can we, should we, what are we gonna do? Um, and so, uh, basically the approach will be that um, if you bring in someone and they have gotten 750 TPE, then you get a prime time pass where you can get four maximum, I'm pretty sure it's four, where I think we're discussing maybe what that will look like in terms of what the rewards are for prime time, because now with expansion, um, so right now it's max of four, and so you get to turn that in once someone hits 750, and it can kind of change the game because if you're getting ones every week, um, that's four for the season. So if you get four one week and then get ones the rest because you're struggling making picks, it's really hard. You know, the sim can be really random. Um, you, you can have that advantage over the people you're going against in your class. And the way we looked at it was we didn't want to give out any, like, extra, extra uh, TPE. Um, and the ISFL's strategy is to, you can kind of boost into your up, up high into your class. And we feel like recruiting is just one aspect of PBE. And people who are here grinding and not recruiting because they're spending all their time here doing crazy things, and not, don't, and don't have time to recruit, they're just as important as the people who are bringing in other people for the ex- yes, overall fair. experience. And so we figured, let's not let you boost, but let's let you kick your feet up and not have to worry about making picks uh, going into a week. So if you bring in three friends, that's almost a full season of prime times that you could just get boom, 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 boom and uh, max out. so um, Yeah,
1: I mean, as you said it. Something like a prime time or a point task pass or like anything like that for a week just it seems like yeah, essentially earning that say the three TPA or whatever you would have got, but it's just by you getting it by way of like getting take a week off writing something or that or making tips. Like some yeah, that, that seems like a better idea to me and anyway, after you said it.
0: Right. Um Exactly. And so the way you know, the way we approached it was exactly what you were saying, you know, just to let people relax. If you're bringing in people, I want you to relax. Um, that's a big part of what this league is, our goals are, our visions. And with expansion, it's probably more important than it ever has been to try to beef up the player base so we could, um, you know, have these, have, you know, as many actives on major league rosters as possible and as many mo- actives in minor league rosters as possible. Um, so, yeah, we're trying to, you know, that's what we're grinding towards, and it's cool to see. It's It's been received well for the most part. It's just a time now people have to put in to get someone in and then wait till they get 7.50 um, to be able to get that first primetime pass because yeah, we made 7, it to so where it has to be the life. day we... The day we posted it, it can't, nothing is retroactive. So, um, now everyone has that same challenge of like, okay, if, let's try to who, who's going to be the first. You know, it's going to be interesting to see who will be able to claim that for the first time, probably a couple months from now, if somebody's already on that track. Um, so what, what's
1: kind is it kind of 180, 190 is kind of the max TPA you can get a season? It was probably a bit higher because. Your equipment's 45, the Hall of Fame equipment. So it'd be over 200, I guess, a season.
0: Around what you said, around one eighty, one ninety. 190. Um,
1: okay, so you, and you start at 100, 750 is going to be like three and a bit seasons.
0: Three, yeah, yeah something like that. Um, you know, the goal is to get them called up. So the work you put in helped them become a major league player. Um, and, you know, this kind of league is like, I had my I had people in the Vandals locker room hold my hand a little bit for probably the first couple of weeks, maybe more um, just like asking a million questions. But once those questions, you know, once I got in the rhythm of it it, it, it kind of it's in second nature. So, you know, that's the goal with recruitment is to get someone and help them create. And then let's see if they could build up their player on their own, because at that point, they should probably be mostly on their own um if not fully on their own probably fully like if you're at 750 that's um you're and you're in the majors like do, doing pretty decent so um yeah
1: i mean i i would feel even basically by the time you get through one season you should be able to pretty much know your way around and like know what's happening by the time you get to say like 300ish or um minors cap like you should be pretty set by then i'd say
0: right um exactly and so like uh, yeah
1: like so if you if you're up to 750 and you you're still not sure like yeah i'd say by the time you get there you definitely know what's
0: happening around the place uh exactly and uh yeah hopefully that could be someone like you who, who will you know surpass those amounts of tpe uh, that should be fun to witness from my standpoint. You know, having you on my podcast going into your second season. So, I uh, wanted to thank you, Harvey Farmworth, Herbie Farmworth. Sorry. Yep, that's the one, Herbie Farmworth. Uh, straight out of Queensland, um, straight out of Australia. Thank you for joining us all the way from Australia. You know, we did our best to stay on track with PBE, but it is amazing to note you know, how far away you are and how much I joked around with my fiance um, about uh, things you were saying, like being on holiday and how to us, we, it, it, we loved hearing that because it's, you know, unique. And we always talk about Australia and we want to go there so bad. So it, it, it's been a, a nice positive thing for us to be able to know that, you know, I'm, I'm going to be interacting with the Australians. So appreciate you jumping on tonight.
1: Yeah. And no, thanks for That's having great. me.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you for coming on. And yeah, hopefully we can get you back on in the future. Uh, Sounds good. You did really well tonight. So, you know, kind of serving me up. You know, you're, you're a veteran in the podcast game. So, you know, look forward to seeing your growth in the league. And, uh, you know, thank you for joining me. And... Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you are not yet a member of PBE and would like to learn more, Visit us online at www.probaseballexperience.jcink.net.